Blog Talk Radio. Hi guys, it's Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we have coach, life coach. Angie, no. it's Angie. Right. Uh, Darren looking at me. Right, right. So you guys, we're following up from last week. What is love? Um, and how do you find it? And we got some Q and A going on today. Yeah. So last yeah. week we covered questions like what is love and how do you find it? Um, you need sex to feel love. A wife is withholding. Do you have to have love to be married? We kind of answered those questions, and we talked from our perspectives, kind of what we think. Um, my background is I run a thriving private practice that's in Chicago, Naperville, and globally by the Internet. And, Darren, what do you do? Here, uh, background in corporate America here at Nawal Associates. I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and mock interviews. Mrs. Hewitt? I am a life coach, and I focus on authentic change because even though we change, it might not be real. Absolutely. Now, let me say this to the young lovebirds that are listening on your way to your steak dinner and your date night. Hopefully. Hopefully. Not not very good. We're going to be here working tonight. We're going to be here because my my whole thing about love is pay my mortgage, G, and I will feel the love. What is love? Right. I want my bills to be paid. I feel like I don't know. I don't feel like Kim Kardashian, but I do understand want to get paid. So let's go. Let's go into our questions. And I think we kind of began on a question last week, but didn't get a chance to get to it. And this is a really deep question. It's a good one. I have clients that come in all the time that have um, they fall somewhere in this gray space in their lives. Things have happened. We all have family members, depending on where you grew up, around the way that see, find themselves in situations that are complicated. Do you know how you see on Facebook when people's status says complicated? Yeah. Sometimes things are complicated and sticky, and what we want to do is we want to be the straightener of spaghetti. We want to untangle mm-hmm. some of these cobwebs in your head. So a sure. couple things. If you have questions and we can answer them tonight, we'll try to get to them. Call us at 323-693-3835. If you have issues that are bigger that, that we just can't solve in 15-minute responses, Call the office at 630-428-2344. And if you need life coaching, some, some, some soul surgery, some authentic changes, you don't just want changes. You want authentic changes. changes. Right. Then you need to call Mrs. Angela Pewitt. Now, let me let me stop and talk about Angela for a second. Let me just tell you all about her. And I know because we – hey, Darren, do we put some extra time on the show tonight while I'm talking? We work on that. Yeah, oh. you need to put some no, extra time. No, it's an hour. We've got oh, an hour. Okay. Yeah. I am going to tell you that Angela Pewitt – is truly married. And I, I want to talk about that for a second because we have a lot of people that say that they're married, um, but they don't have loyalty and commitment. And I have seen you have loyalty and commitment to your family, to your spouse, and actually put it in the right power dynamic. And I know a lot of people do not like when I say this, but there's a power dynamic in a marriage. And God's head has to be for it to work. That's, that's my opinion according to the Bible, um, but you've you got to have God in that relationship. Then the man is the head of the household. That's some, that's some scary mm-hmm. business when you marry the wrong man. Yes. Um, but it's good, for your, it's good for you when you have the right guy in your life, right? Yes. And then mm-hmm. women are not um, weak but submissive by choice. That's an awesome, and I've seen Angela be awesomely submitted in a way that's really good. And it's not often that I see a marriage that I think looks almost as good as mine. I mean, now, you know, like, you know, and we all judge, so I don't want to hear nobody out there acting like you don't judge. Everybody looks at somebody else's marriage and says, I wouldn't do that, I'd do this, I wouldn't allow that, I'd allow this. But I have seen her marriage be awesome, and I, I like that about her. So if you're needing some coaching and you want to hear something from a woman that has lived life, right, because marriage is not easy, not that one-year marriage isn't, good background, but 24 years of marriage mm-hmm. shows stamina and longevity yes, in a time where, like, in 24 years, some of the stars we know have been married 24 times, mm. you know, and so I just want to stop for a minute and honor that love and that yeah. bond that she has with her husband because that's not easy. Yeah. And then she has an amazing son, and amazing children, praise the Lord, can be difficult to live with. Amen. And I also respect her as a mother because I've seen her nourish her son in ways that a lot of mothers don't have energy for, not good or bad, they just mm-hmm. don't have energy. Right. So I just want to put that out there. So mm-hmm. for authentic changes, give her a call and talk about what you need to change in your life and set up a intentional plan to do it, right, mm-hmm. like an intentional plan to get that done. Right. right. How can we contact you? Uh, I can be reached at 630-935-2941, mm-hmm. and my website is Authentic Changes for You. The number four? It is 630-935. No, Authentic Changes for you? Yes, the number four. Okay. 
Okay, very good, very good. And I'm thinking you guys can spell authentic, but if not, A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C, authentic, right? My daughter's been spelling, and I've been on it with her. Like, that's an A in authentic. So let's go through the questions. So this this young man wrote in and said that he recently divorced his wife. Um, He married the woman that he had an affair with and also a baby with. Mm. Um, And so now he has a baby with his ex-wife that is exactly a week apart from the baby that he had with his mistress, mm-hmm. and now he wants to kind of um, repent. He's saying that he feels sorry for what he did, and he wants to know if God could bless the relationship. So that's the deep, meaty question that we begin with. Now, let me say this. If this question sounds like something that's going on in your life, it's probably not you. But listen, because you need to hear what we have to say. Let me also say that I withhold names to protect the innocent and the guilty, because I believe that people have a right to get information, mm-hmm. and not we don't have to know exactly who they are to help them to talk about what's happening for them. And I appreciate every person, because each and every question we have is, could be a whole hour. Right. And I appreciate everybody that, that wrote in. Absolutely. So who's going to start that question? Now, we mentioned we ended this last week's show with that same question. We started talking about that. I know I had mentioned that that person is going to need to try and figure out how to make it right in some form or fashion with that ex-wife. Somehow he's going to take that sting off. I'm not sure what he's going to have to do, but make some payments over there. Repent, or we had talked to her, what can I do to make this as, as best as possible, make it right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's about to try and figure that out. Okay. I hear you. I feel like we also have to think about what are you repenting for? Mm-hmm. Are you repenting for being caught? Are you repenting for having a baby with another woman? Are you repenting for divorcing your wife? Are you repenting for marrying the other woman? Where, where, are you repenting because you feel like God is whipping your head? And, like, we all learn that if you do something wrong, you say, I'm sorry, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so kind of solidify and crystallize what the repentance is for. And then who do you need to ask forgiveness, right? Are you asking her? Are you asking God? Are you asking both? Are you asking all the children? Are you asking? Because there's a lot. I remember the day we got married, um, Dr. Wright said to us, if you get a divorce, you owe everybody in this audience a phone call. Mm-hmm. He said, right, if, so "The witnesses, right, to that yeah. wedding, that covenant you made before we made before God." Right. He said, "If something goes wrong and you all decide that it's over," he said, "All these people took time out their lives. You have to call each, and I'm not saying you have to call all these people. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. it's more than just you, her, and the babies you affected. Mm-hmm. You affected grandmama, big mama, uncle Luke, and in a marriage, when you're married long, somebody has helped you get a house. Somebody's let you use their credit. Right. Somebody has let you sleep on their floor. Somebody yes. has given you food when you needed it. Somebody gave you a job reference." I know in our marriage, on both sides of the family, we've needed things. Sure. Yeah. And people came through. So if we were to end, which we won't, so I won't even speak that, right. there, there are thousands of people that we literally have to say, hey, I'm sorry. You someone, know? someone would have to do that. Right, somebody other than us would have to do right. that. But go ahead. you have comments too? Well, yeah, I have a, I, I, I've been really pondering this question because it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds messy, mm-hmm. but it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful because we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he has a ramification for his mistake. That is a child that is innocent. Mm-hmm. Let's clear that up. Mm-hmm. So even though the child is innocent, it has now been brought into a situation that's already messy. Right, right. So when you think about him shattering his wife, and then you think about his mistress, we have to first understand that when we get into things that we do not control in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it becomes out of control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you turn around and you look back, and you have affected more than just you, just like you said. Right, Right. So now you have come to a place in your life, in your heart, where you say, okay, I want to repent. Mm -hmm. Repenting is not something you do just to get on the best side of God. Mm-hmm. It is when you really say, I'm, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you can really get to that place alone with so many other people involved. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I Absolutely. agree. And, and I want to stop and say, in order to have a baby, sex had to happen, right, which mm-hmm. means you had to make a plan. Mm-hmm. Penises don't fall into mm-hmm. vaginas by mistake. Right. So you had to... Somebody had to, the, the kids had to be babysat somewhere. That's number one. You had to tell your wife you're somewhere that you weren't. You had to use family funds because anything that married people make are family funds, right? Mm-hmm. Family funds. All my husband, if he's a billionaire, those are family funds. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord, right? So family funds got spent. 
You have to duck and bob and weave. That's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. So repentance has to be intentional. I agree. You. It can't be you coming to the door crying that I'm sorry. Because here's the thing. You do feel bad, but, but generally people only feel bad when they've gotten a consequence that they don't like. Mm-hmm. We generally, if things are going well, you don't, you don't start to feel bad, right? It's because something has occurred in your current situation that gave you pause and made you think. Right. And the other thing we have to think about, and I don't know anything about your new wife, but we have to also think about if you guys could plan this together, <clears throat> Right? And destroy something that you stood before God and man and honored. What will you all do to each other? Like, there's so many. Wow. As you were talking, I thought about something. What if the new wife doesn't want to repent? You know, he may be feeling sorry. She may not be feeling guilty at all. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not going uh, to apologize or deal with that, your ex wife. You know, hey, you chose me over her, so be it. So. We don't know. That's another complicated layer that comes in mind with that. Because Angie made a comment off air that was really powerful that you can't go alone for this apology, sir. Mm -hmm. You and she may have to go together and say, listen, we have children. Now all these children are his children. So that's the funny part, right? Right. They're all his children. So now he wants to feel warm and fuzzy. And I get it. I'm not judging. You want to feel warm and fuzzy about everybody. But everybody get hurt in the process. So when you try to put things together that, that God's taken apart, right. it doesn't work out as smooth as you want it to work out, right? right? And, and, Darren, I hadn't even thought about that because so many women feel like, um, you know, I'm not going to use names, but a lot, I saw recently in the news some lady is pregnant, and her husband is with another woman, and he got her pregnant, and they're all on Twitter and Facebook mm. putting up pictures, and she's begging publicly on Twitter and Facebook, hey, please let my husband come home, I'm pregnant, you know. Wow. And now you put pictures up like I won. I mean that's that's right, right. very that's callous, right? Hurtful. That's the heart of man waxing cold. I mean yeah. that's really some anti-love. Like, and I don't know how you can love someone else that as much as you say you do and show hate towards somebody that you said you really loved. I mean, so repentance is a deep layered kind of like in the um, ogre movie. He said. I'm like an onion that got layers, right? <laughs> you know, there are layers to this because the consequences won't stop just because you said, like, you repenting won't take away the child support you owe your first wife. Right. You, re- you repenting won't take away. You, your wife may forgive you, but we have to also sit in front of the children and do some yes. explaining. Mm. And you have to say to the children, basically, I blew up the family. I made a mistake, and I can't even come back because I have began a life with somebody else. Wow, that's deep. And now that's the deep. new child is going to get the benefits mm-hmm. right. that the other children right. Right. will not get, which right. means I'm in the house now with them, Correct. Right. Them, where I'm Correct. not with you guys. Correct. So there's so many short ends of the stick. Of the stick. And then what, what do we do when, like, it's how, how do you handle what, kid, what child gets priority in that situation? Yes, right. Because mommy number one feels like her kids deserve priority. Correct. Right. But mommy number two feels like, well, now I have a child. And so and that's something to think about, ladies, when you're the mistress. Ooh. When you have a child by someone who, who has children elsewhere, their heart is always split. Always. Because that other mother is not going to let you forget her kids. And right. she shouldn't. Right. See, see the language we have to use? Her kids, mm-hmm. your new wife's kids. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very, very messy. And then to have brotherhood and sisterhood in a splintered way is real difficult. Mm-hmm. Because on the first mother's side, she'll say your stepchildren. But now right. that the second wife has in her eyes one, oh, no, they're all my children. Right. So it's going to be very hard for me. Mm-hmm. To want you to say you love my kids, right? Right. When you really didn't love me enough to right. not even be with my husband, right? right. Or yourself, because the man that's, that's bobbing and weaving in that fashion. Let's be very, very honest. Mm-hmm. You can have a momentary lapse. Like I can give somebody a a simple one-time mistake, right? I can't give you 50 of the exact same things in a row that I have to keep forgiving you for because it feels like abuse. Mm. It feels like abuse, right? right? And then how can he trust her when she's skipping out and her movements look like the movements that she made with him? I mean, there's just a lot going on there. Lot going on. There's just a lot going on there. So an apology is in order. I suggest that you write it out and you actually have it on pen and paper. You have your points very clear and you don't, don't begin with, because I, I do this a lot in marital counseling, people say, well, here's why I cheated. You started working late hours. You gained weight after having our three children. You didn't make enough money. You had a bad attitude, like there's a lot of blame. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You cheated because you wanted to, and I always say this in marital mm-hmm. therapy. You might have mm-hmm. had reasons. Please don't get me wrong. There right. are reasons, mm-hmm. right? But I also have reasons to do things too, but I still know right from wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so even when we're doing wrong, and here's the part that people don't ever get, wrong does not feel as bad as you think it will. Not at the moment. Not it at is moment. so easy to do wrong. Here's the thing, because we can rationalize any of our, all of us know how to rationalize Absolutely. behavior. Right. Any behavior. I told myself, yeah, I don't even like chocolate. I ate about four little squares of butterfingers <laughs> in a row. The fifth butterfinger, I was like, well, I'm going to just eat the sixth one because now that I've already done it today, I might as well finish. Well, that was a bad choice. I could have just went and ate my orange, but it just didn't seem as appealing. Mm-hmm. And that was my choice. Even though I felt compelled, mm-hmm. I had a choice to say yes or no to that, right? Mm-hmm. No, and point. so now that we're blending three, now you look at this. Three families have to come mm-hmm. together to support children, go to graduations. Um, I'm not kicking up Jesse Jackson. I'm just going to make a point. He had to go to his daughter's middle school graduation, and even though he's repentant, how did that make his wife and children feel? Right. Where are you going? Why are you going? That has nothing to do with our family. Right. But right. but that other child deserves a father, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so this other child still deserves a father, right? It's, it's a matter of how are you going to give everybody what they need, so this is going to stretch you thin. I hear a lot of men say, that's why my wife is holding me to the past. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with the past. It affects the present and it keeps kicking up dirt. Mm-hmm. So when dirt gets in my lungs, I will cough. And coughing sometimes reminds you that I'm only coughing because you keep kicking dirt in my lungs. Mm-hmm. And so you also have to deal with the anger that you're going to get from either side. Now you have to deal with your current wife saying, well, why do you feel so bad now? Like, do you want her back? Right. Right. Wow. Right. Do you why want her are you back? spending so much time back with your first wife? Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're trying to make it right, you want to make her feel better, mm-hmm. you want to repent. Okay, but they could be saying, well, wait a minute, you're supposed to be with me. So then you have more more issues and more complications going on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay. So somebody is saying that all they hear is static, so I want to move on. And, um, Darren, could you dial in with this telephone just because I don't want people sure. to only hear static? Are you hearing us talk right now? I hear clear. Okay. okay, okay, very clear. So we have a second question that says, um, I don't know what this says. While you're looking at that, I just want to make a comment because we talk about the why, but then you think about also the children, the animosity that can come between the two sets of children. Yeah, they said, you are my daddy, but now you spend all the time over there. You can't come on all my games. How come I can't get all – I wanted a toy for, for my birthday, but, you know, some of the fun, like you couldn't give me what I really wanted because you had to spend mm-hmm. some with that other – uh, your other son, your other daughter. So now these group mm-hmm. of kids have animosity toward Absolutely. one another. Absolutely. And we have great examples of that right in the Bible. Mm-hmm. David had kids by oh, yeah. many a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And one set killed another set. And, right. and David was a, considered a friend by God. I mean, so it's not yeah. like he was. It's, it's not like we're saying that this person is evil. We're saying that there are ramifications for and that. And depending on the age of the children. Yeah. The age of the children, right. may he, one of them may be old enough to know this is what you did to my mother. Right. Yes. It may not necessarily right. have anything to do with them, but now I don't even see you the way that I used to because right. I see what you did and how you hurt right. my mother. So then when you tell me I should abstain from sex or you tell me I shouldn't steal or you tell mm-hmm. me don't talk smart to the teacher or you tell me don't lie to me, be loyal, well, stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. Little boo-boo over there is evidence that you're a liar. You are, and you know kids will call you on your mouth. Oh, yes. Children will call yes, you. Will. I prayed and prayed for my daughter to talk, and then she spoke. <laughs> and she said, oh, Mommy, when I grow up, I want a big stomach like yours. It's all warm and fuzzy. I was like, okay, well, okay. Thanks. I need some crunches, but I, I'm, I'm liking that you love me, right? right? But children see your good and your bad. They're watching every movement that you make. Yes, my daughter hears in her sleep. Oh, yeah. She hears her sleep, and I know she's listening because she'll wake up and say something. I said, this little girl been listening to her sleep. I don't even have to watch what I say and do when I think she's not even hearing what I have to say. This is true. Yes, it is. So next question says, uh-huh. I remarried my ex-wife. Are there any rules to help this from to lasting? Mm. Well, it's not like it was already done, so now whether should I marry my ex-wife? So I already remarried, so the decision's already been made, and action's already been taken. So that's why I look at why y'all got divorced in the first place. Have those issues been addressed? Right? Mm-hmm. You two, I mean, have you changed? Authentically changed? Right. And has the relationship changed? What was what caused the divorce in the first place? And have those issues been addressed? Right. Absolutely. Because some people don't really understand when we talk about change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't understand that the thing that fed us mm-hmm. can actually starve us too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really think about we started 
doing something because of a need. Let's just say smoking. Maybe I started smoking because I wanted to be cool and I wanted to fit in. And then now I've gotten older Mm -hmm. and I realize, oh, wait, my lungs ain't so good. Mm -hmm. So just as quick as I started, I stopped. I changed, but never authentically. I only changed for the benefit of me. So when we think about changing, it should never be for self. It should be for God. It should be for another reason other than self-fulfilling our desire. Because half the time what we do and when we stop have the same thing to do with us. Absolutely. Nothing authentically changing about that. Because we haven't changed, our situation has changed, and it doesn't benefit us the same anymore. Absolutely. That's a good point. We also have to ask, why did you remarry? It could have been financial. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, That's true. You know, I do. Two people filing taxes together is sometimes better than one person filing taxes alone. Right. Um, did you get sick and did you need her to take care of you? I mean, like, there's yes. there's lots of reasons people remarry. Um, I know people that never divorce. They just move back in with each other. It's been 20 years. They just come back around. Right. So right. you should sit down with your spouse and talk about expectations. They're not talking about this wow. almost every show. What are you yes. expecting differently now than what you got before. When I go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, not to compare your marriage to fast food, I keep looking at the menu like I'm going to see something alarmingly new. (laughs) And I get there and I go, you know what, I think I'll take the eight-piece nugget. What what you got on the dollar meal? Can I have two strawberry pies? Thank you. That's just what it is. And even if they come out with a new fangled burger, it's the same meat on a bigger bun. Do you want to see, you know? So every time I drive through, and I'm disappointed. Like my husband said, what do you want to eat? And we'll both say, "Mm, something good. Then we'll drive to McDonald's. (laughs) And it's not, you know. So our expectations each and every time are for something that they can't deliver. Right. So are you expecting your old spouse to do new things with old thoughts? won't happen. Mm. So sit down with your pastor, sit down with the therapist, sit down with the coach, because if you could figure it out, you would have, right? Right. Right. And just because you divorce somebody doesn't mean you don't find them attractive, like you're not still attracted to them. But at some point, you all went as far as a judge to say, I agree and confirm that I no longer want to be with this person. And then what happened in between? Did you leave other people? Did you, like, what changed in between that time, too, that could affect you now? So I'm going to suggest, oh, go ahead. Right, but even... Even if we think about this, when we go through a divorce, mm-hmm. what are we fighting over? Things that we got together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got these things together, saying, I'm going to love you, I'm going to honor you, I'm going to treasure you. And then when we get divorced, we want to fight over the things we got together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Usually, after we have divorced, we now have a separate life, mm-hmm. and now we are establishing that. So what really happened to make you look back right. and Good say, hmm, did I really miss something? Mm-hmm. Because... If you say you missed something, then you really weren't separated long enough. Correct. Mm. Because even in the state of Illinois, you have to be separated a year before a judge will even grant you a divorce. Mm -hmm. So during that year, what were you not paying attention to that after it got final, sealed, and delivered, Mm -hmm. then you found out, oh, I see it. Uh-huh, absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, that's, that's a, a very point. good point, right, because you were blind for a year, right? For a year. Now you've been healed, you have vision. Okay, I see clearly now the rain is gone. Mm-hmm. But what what am I really looking at? Here's yeah. the other thing. It's like people that move backwards in their life and they date maybe the first guy they ever dated in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. You have a memory of yourself and that other person as you used to be. Right. Well, now you come in with that's a new good. you, right? And the new you has had a year apart. You've been paying bills apart. You've been dealing with family apart. If you had kids, you explained to them, you know how every parent says mommy and daddy love, don't love each other, but they love you. Yep. Whatever you had to say for that, yep. now you're coming back together. And, again, it's not a mystery. You know what broke you up the first time. Uh-huh. Try not to repeat those cycles, but you can only not repeat it if you're communicating. Right. That's it. And usually a marriage breaks down primarily because of lack of communication. For whatever background reason, it's that lack of communication that got the divorce. And then I still think that sometimes marriages break down because he really or she really begins to see who you really are. Because we can only fake so long. Right. So you don't become married for 22 and 24 years pretending to be somebody else. You can't. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, Noel understands, you know what, I'm going to see Nefertiti. I'm going to see her. Right. The good, the bad, and the ugly, that is who she is. So when things happen, he has become to know your reactions, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, mm-hmm. and he has seen everything, and he's comfortable enough with that to stay with it. Absolutely. But then Absolutely. there are some people mm-hmm. that see a side of you, and they're not comfortable with that. Absolutely. Even if you mess up, there is a 
level of mercy and grace that we give to people, but only when they know you. Absolutely. That's, That's true. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, you may say, oh, I didn't know you were like that in that situation. I didn't know you would ever do that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't realize that. I have to this. tell you guys the story that I found out about Darren. We were married for the first year. We had gone to college together, but we never lived together. We spent a year apart before we got married, living in separate states. We were living in the same house. I kept hearing like a kid's after voice. Married. After we're married, yeah. after we're married, after we're married, after we're married, after we're married. Got the license out. He asked my mama and my daddy and yes, my grandpa after too. Married, yeah. um, after we're married. And I heard like a, a cat noise or some barking or something. And I kept hearing. I was freaking out. I come downstairs running. I said, Daddy, hear some. He said, no, baby, I didn't hear anything. I go back upstairs. I hear it again. I come downstairs. I said, did you hear some barking or some cats talking? He said, no, I didn't hear that. What's going on? So I stay downstairs and I tell him I'm going upstairs. This dude makes like, like, cartoon noises. <laughs> I'm like, is what is that a trick? What what is that? So it took me a while to get used to. He's super affectionate, which I love now. I had to grow into that because I did not grow up in a huggy family. I grew up in a family like you know I love you because I feed you. Yep, you know right, I love exactly. you because I wash. You know, the floor is clean. You right. know, I love you because when you fall down, I pick you up. But when I got about five, my mother was through with the hug. She was like, you know, you, you need to be earning your keep in these parts, right? It just wasn't warm and fuzzy. But he would, like, talk to make these cute little noises, which my daughter does now, and I, I'm getting used to it. But that first year, we, like, I, I remember calling my dad saying, dude won't go home. My dad was like, dude is home. There you go. I was like, Mind blown. Like, I was shook because I was like, oh, because we would meet up on weekends and have a great time. He'd buy me steak dinners and stuff. When we got a house together, um, he was like, well, you know, we probably need to uh, improvise or eat out. I said, eat out less. <laughs> My grandmother even said, that boy needs some food. He's skinny. Those, those days are long gone because yeah, I've corrected yeah. that with biscuits and hot water cornbread. Yeah. But it took me a year to figure out he actually liked home cooking. I didn't even think he liked home cooking because... He, I mean, the way his family grew up, they would just order from the local bodega. He, he can, Darren can order off any menu. Yeah, yeah. But these are things I didn't find out until we lived together every mm-hmm. day. But let me say this. I was able to live with them. And yeah. I, just like Evangie's yeah. saying, I was able to take it for what it was worth and realize that everybody's got some good, some bad, some ugly. You just yeah. have to like what, you, what you've chosen to be with, right? Yeah. And then you have to stop lying to yourself that you're better than you think you are, too. That's it. Or that that person, well, you never showed me that before. We lie all the time. You saw it when you were dating. Yes. Mm. Because yeah. I saw stuff while I was dating mm-hmm. that I thought, oh, okay, I can deal with it or I can't deal with it or whatever, but I saw it all early on. I just might not have known what it was going to mean. Right. Okay. So you may not know what it means if your if your guy friend is really um what's the word that they say not cosmopolitan he's very congenial he can make anybody like him that can mean some way different after way five years different. of marriage and he can make anybody like him mm. right oh he always worked five jobs I love the way he earns money but then when you're married for six years and he's never coming home at night that feels different. That's it. Or I have people that tell me, Dr. Noel, I always knew Pookie Lolo was a drug dealer, but he promised me he was going to stop doing that when we got, like, a house or a car or a this, right? But he never lied to you about who he was. Right. You lied to yourself because you're trying to make yourself seem like something different. Yeah. And now that he's saying, no, this is always who I've been, you don't like it. Right. It's funny because I have a really quick, interesting story. You know, my husband, or I believe he, he'll say 10 to make you laugh, but I believe for the first three years, mm-hmm. never drank dark pop. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sprite really? Seven Up lover. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's all he would buy. And then one day I was going to the store, and he <laughs> said, "Hey, can you bring me a coke?" <laughs> I said, "For who?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> that's so funny. No, for who? He's like, for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like coke. Right. Well, wait a minute. Now we've been friends. <laughs> right. Right. Here.
oh, I have to piggyback on that. That's another thing. When your spouse is away from you, they do things. Like there's a life outside of the marriage, and sometimes you have to realize that people are compromising because they feel like that's what it takes to stay married. I'm just going to act like I don't. Like I used to, I don't drink pop, but I drink seltzer water. Right. At first, Derek didn't like it. Now we fight over my cup of seltzer water. Yeah, See? it tastes good now. Right. Um, and then, I mean, there's just, as a, as Angie's saying, there's just so many things that we can mm-hmm. deal with. Here's another thing that we found out. Um, I asked Darren all these questions about relatives and different kinds of people in his life, and he said, no, I don't have anybody in my life like that. I won't give specifics, okay? Right. So I'm in New York, and we've been married a couple of years. I'm like, who is that? He's like, oh, that's my guy. Who? Wait a minute. You got, let me just say, a bald, a bald headed alligator is the best friend. Who knew, right? right. Because sometimes we, we just don't see all the parts of them. We don't. We don't see all the parts of them. And that's why I'm talking about expectations, because you need oh. to be looking at all of the parts of somebody. Right. And that's as, as much as you can see them. In my refrigerator. Yes. yes. I mean, and that's another thing, being able to say, I guess, you know, because we grew up a certain way. Yeah. I drank seltzer water, and my grandparents drank Canada Dry Ginger Ale. I got to be, I got to be an alligator syrup. Them the things. Mm. That's it. And when we first got married, I don't even use alcohol, but I had to have some in the cabinet because that's what I was used to. Mm. And Darren said, well, don't you only drink ginger ale when you're sick? I said, no, that is a cool and refreshing drink. <laughs> that's it. That must be in the house at all times. All times. You can boil it if you don't feel good. You can drink it cold. But it's because that's how I grew up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know any difference. So I was not as, what's the word? open to my husband's differences because I thought my way was the right and the only way to do something. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn. And thank God for the elders in the family. My grandmother, who was married 60-some-odd years, sometimes I would call her like, well, he did this and he did that, and she would say, Man, there's a lot of calls going on. I there. know, I know. But a wise man has many counsel, right? And so when I wanted counsel, I went to the people to stay married. I got some other folks I could have called. That I would have been in divorce court like they were, right? But my grandmother was like, well, after 67 years, guess what your grandfather does? He passes gas in his sleep or whatever. Yes. You know, so he says, and she said, and you're going to change too. We have to accept mm-hmm. one another for who we are. That's it. Right? That's wow. Next question says, um, out of love for my sister, should I tell her that I had sex with her husband? Now, this is a, a, a caller sending this message. This ain't me talking. I'm just reading right, 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 what she right. said. I want to clarify. Um, so she says, out of love for her sister, should she tell her that she had sex with her husband? How do they have a comment on this? Yeah, part? right. I mean, obviously, out of love for your sister, she wouldn't have slept with him in the first place, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's one of those hot, messy situations, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how... Like I said, those things are a mistake, but that's a that's a big message. That's gonna be constantly in the face. Thanksgiving, right, uh, uh birthdays, uh, anniversary celebration of the family. The con- this person is gonna constantly be in the face and the situation that happened is constantly gonna be in the face. There's no really time to give a break and kinda take it out and put it to the side so you can kinda forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's constantly being there. You know, this kind of puts me in the mind, I don't know, and I may be telling my age, but there used to be this show that came on, <laughs> on cable called Soul Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. But it was a movie at first. Yes. yes. And in the movie, mm-hmm. I believe the older yes. sister. Yes. And yes. Little, yes. yes. I remember from the movie. Right, right, right. 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 And, I, and even though they acted like it was okay, the bitterness, that yeah. they had and the contention yeah. between one another the never went away. Yes. Never yes. went away. Okay, yes, he was successful, but you can't cook. It right. just right. always was something. Right. And it really, I believe, boiled down to the fact that you took my man. Twice. I think that person in the movie did twice. Let, let me say this. I'm going to say this. Mm. We're telling her he'll her or he'll you. That's good. So is this guilt that you have, or do you feel like, hey, you really need to know this? I mean, have you contracted a disease? I mean, like, there's reasons that you might need to tell. Or are you being ignored now? Right. And they've gotten to a place of happiness because mm-hmm. now your sister may be saying, oh, my God, he is a wonderful guy, and, and mm-hmm. oh, my God, we're buying mm-hmm. a house, and we're about to extend our family, mm-hmm. and you just have to put a little mm-hmm. ripple Ooh, in it to let her deep. know she's not who wow. she thinks she is because yes. that happens too. Let me say something. Mm, it is some people. If 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 you and he have, I'm got to use the word repented. If it's been broken off and you've ended, right? Because you're talking in past tense, like you slept with him, like so that's over. It ended, and you didn't feel like you need right. to tell her then. Right, right, right. I yeah. Now that's another good one, right? Mm-hmm. But here here's my thought. 
I don't know if their marriage could survive that. Mm-hmm. And if it can't, should you destroy the marriage over something that's ended just because you're uncomfortable for some reason with either the ending or the knowledge that you know something that she doesn't know? That is so good. And that has to be, you have to search your heart, mm-hmm. as my grandma said, the cockles of your heart mm-hmm. to find out why you're doing it. Let me also say this. I have, I have known that people have had affairs, and I will say this. I never go to the other partner. I go to the partner that I know understands the truth, and I say, Hey, can I pull you to the side? I'm not judging. Let me just say this to you. This could get you killed long term. Not short mm-hmm. bill, but long bill. Mm-hmm. You might want to recognize this, take you know, take care of it, and I'll move on. But let me say, if you ruin their marriage, what repercussions will that mean for you? Is your sister going to have a psychotic break and shoot you? And I don't say that joking. I just right. mean like yeah. today there were 15 people killed in a school in Florida yeah. from a shooter. Wow. What preceded that? What preceded that? Right, right. What information came out that should not, I mean, you just don't know don't how know. it's going to affect someone. Right. Does your sister have children? Are you single? So are you feeling like if, if this messed up, then you could be with him? And, ladies, I have to say this, and this is not directed towards anyone specific. If you, I'm, I'm going to change this. I love all of my friends, but I'm not as close as I was when I was single. Sure. And that includes family. Right. My mother gave me some good advice. She said, you don't let anybody that wears panties as big as yours spend a night at your house. Mm-hmm. Once you get married. You know what? I think that for any parent mm-hmm. who really parents mm-hmm. girls, mm-hmm. that started earlier. Mm-hmm. Because I remember mm-hmm. when I had to be seven, mm-hmm. she would say, you too big to be sitting on any man's yes. lap. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. we yes. have to have the boundaries. Yes. Very beginning. Yeah. Very beginning. Very yes. beginning. Very yes. beginning. So there's things that I know, like, for example, when I get in an argument with my husband, I don't call everybody. That's why I call my grandmama, right, because yes. she ain't about to come up to the house and use that information to do anything lascivious with my husband, right? right? But I have noticed that certain people will say things to me like, man, you have a good husband. Yes. I say, thank you, but that I just keep that person in my mind. And, you know, it's so funny that you say that because we, as women, have to be more wise. Right. We go to church, we all do, right. and greet your brother with a friendly hug. Right. Kiss. But I never hug a man if I can't hug his wife. Correct. Yeah. I, I just don't, right. and right. I make Correct. sure I find her. Correct. Right. Because the thing is, you don't want your good evil spoken of. And you don't yes. want the appearance of evil. That's right. When it's not, yes. I'm going to tell you something. I'm top-heavy. I don't give full frontal hugs to nobody but my husband. Right. That's it. I don't, because I don't want to cost nobody, well, you know, whatever right. I got going on. And we're not Stupid. Right. And the reason I say we're not stupid is because we have senses. Mm-hmm. Damn. Correct. Mm-hmm. Respect him, mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. But when we see each other, we shake hands. Absolutely. Right. Because Absolutely. that's the way it was originally created. Correct. Right. Not Correct. that we don't care or like right. each other. Right. It's just that we need to start things mm-hmm. the way that they can be finished. Correct. Yes. Now, if I'm a hugger, which I am, and the hand is extended, then I need to know with common good sense. Correct. He ain't. Correct. Right. Correct. This is true. Correct. True. And it's wrong for me to force me, myself, on someone else. On someone else. So, and let me also say this. Having sex with your sister's husband did not happen overnight. Mm. That's it. It didn't. That's you were it. thinking about it. Something happened. A boundary got crossed. I only know because I'm human and I'm an adult, and I know that a boundary got crossed somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you also have to look at um, what are your boundaries now. Conversation. Right. That's why that Facebook is dangerous. Yes, it is. Conversation. Yeah. Especially depending on when. Yes. Yes. Anything could be going on. Me and my husband that had an argument, you can best believe, and I do have male friends that are friends with both of us. Yeah. But you best believe we ain't going to have no conversation about my husband. Right, right. Absolutely not. Right, right. Even, and here's the thing, even on a bad day. Even on a bad day. Yeah. Because there are some things that you want to talk about. Take it to the steam room, take the Lord in prayer, get on your knees, write in your private journal, and burn it when you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another question. What makes you think your sister doesn't already know? Mm. That's good. Wow. Um, there's lots of things I know that I don't say anything about. Right. About all kind of folks. I That's just, right. I, I, sometimes it's over, so you don't say a word. Right. Right? So waking it up may not give her the anonymity that she has now to right. act like it's not happening. Right. Wow, that's good. And sometimes that's, we that's need good. anonymity. Sometimes we need to be able to think this is just between me and him, and it can be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's anything. And we don't even have to be brought up. Absolutely. Right. So some right. of 
of your sins you confess to Christ and you let him take them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need, I mean, if you're doing a 12-step program and you've heard somebody and the t- step five comes on, you got, that's, you have to decide that and we don't know all the pieces of it. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a feeling that your sister's not dumb and she may already know. That's kind of how I feel. And, if, and if the purpose is not going to benefit, right. what's the purpose? What's right. The, right. What's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What it's tough. It's tough. Um, so the next question says, living with boyfriend for six years now, married, and his mm-hmm. arguments that she thought marriage would help. What does she do now? So they were living together for six gotten, years. For six years mm-hmm. Got married. Now they're having issues. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. You know, it's odd for whatever reason. But I've seen it happen in several situations that, yep. because. Somehow, whenever they got married, those expectations of either one of them or both changed. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. they didn't discuss what the new expectations were, and nobody changed to those new expectations. And plus, when I'm living with you, you still got your bank account, mm-hmm. and I right. got mine. Right. And when we living together, we just living together. Mm-hmm. We're right. coexisting. But now that we're married, it's very hard to become one when I've been with you this long dating and we've acted as one, right. but you ain't been in all my stuff. Right. I guess, you know, um, Darren and I went to Vegas several times last year, and each time we rented a car. And I liked the car while I was renting the car, but I probably wouldn't buy it. Right? Right. Now, wow. if we went on an, a Good. sale, and I thought, oh, you know what, well, I can't pass up this sale because I might not be able to get something else. I might get the car, but I might have complaints about it. <laughs> Right? Yes. So what mm, happened that for good. six years he didn't think you were wife material? Mm. You had to ask yourself, did you did you say, if you don't marry me, I'm leaving? Like, what happened in six years that you all couldn't figure out how? And I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Right. What happened for six years that you didn't need to be married, and now you need to be married? And now that you are married, and he kind of, I guess, his for life, then he starts to say, well, it's a dent on the front. You know how they walk you around right. a rental oh, car? Yeah. It's if it's a dent mine now, front. now I got issues with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. We rented cars with scratches on them, and it's right. like, well, it don't matter to me. As long as you know the scratches are already there. I'm going to get it back. There, right. I'm going to get it back. Then I hand it off. Right, but if he said, this is your brand new car, well, wait, now it's a scratch at the front. Right. 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 So, so I think what's happening is there could be a little bit of buyer's remorse or shock. Mm. Good. Like I had you six years, and now I'm finding out I really don't like the way you do that. And like Angie said, and now we're sharing accounts, and you think you can have all my money? Right. Well, mm-hmm. no, we, we were doing just fine with separate accounts, right? right. So mm-hmm. maybe you're becoming more one now that vows were taken, and mm-hmm. he's wanting to be less than one. And sure. you know, too, we don't understand what um, expectations mm-hmm. men have in a wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Some men don't care about it too, if you don't cook. Right. Yeah. But then there are some that that really affects. They mother cooked all the time. Absolutely. Some men don't really care if you clean up every day. Right. And there are some that are OCD and yes. they won't be clean. Yes. Right. Now, they may not feel that they have the authority to tell you that while they were renting you. Absolutely. Wow. But now that they own you. Right. Because how many it's times? Change yes. Yes. That's a good point. Because how many That's times Darren and I have got in the rental car and it kind of stinks a little bit? Mm-hmm. You let the windows down, you let the air run through, just say, hey, you know what? It don't matter. And I don't matter what I do to the rental car. Not that I've done anything if anybody's listening. Right. But I'm saying, if I drop a cup of pop in the rental car, well, it ain't mine. Put the mm-hmm. towel down, that's my hotel, clean it up. But, but guess what? Mm-hmm. If you were in that rental car mm-hmm. for a whole year, Absolutely. You would become accustomed to that smell. Absolutely. You wouldn't even right. know it stunk anymore. Right. Until you got out of it and for a length of time yes. and got back in. Absolutely. And if you decide to buy that car, you want that smell to be gone. Right. So I was fine with it when I was renting, but now that I'm buying it, that smell got to go. That's it. I'll give you guys an example that, that happens good. every time that I know that people live together and they get married. The last name thing. Ooh. When I was just Living with you, I don't care if you call yourself Smith, because I ain't your man, okay? Wow. When they get married, men say, well, why? If I got, I've heard a thousand men say this, if I've heard one. If your last name is the same as mine, why am I paying bills? So maybe you didn't right. change your name because you weren't married at first. Now he wants his name, you know. There are other expectations. I've heard men say this, too. Well, she was just my girlfriend, so I didn't really care what I did to her. I could hurt her doing sex, and this is real talk. Yeah. I could go hard in the paint. I could beat it up. It didn't make any difference. Well, now that she's mine, that shirt is too low. Those pants are too tight. <laughs> right. That's it. Wow. Isn't that because so... it's mine. It's right. right. And when yeah. it wasn't mine, I don't like blue hair. Right. right. Uh-uh. What's with that tattoo on your face? 
right? Mm-hmm. But while I'm just you, while they just using you for sex and some cooking, and y'all pretending to play house, you know how people. And let me say this: every time people live together, y'all all know this is true. You come to the house and you'll call them a husband and say, "We ain't married." Right. Yes, they will. I mean. We lived on a block with a couple. I'm like, good morning. I ain't really his wife. Whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Every color, every kind has done it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And me and Darren are like, okay, dude, I'm just trying to get to the mailbox and get my Right, house. just think good morning. So, right. So things have changed, and you have to ask yourself, are you level up to where, where wives are, you know? Mm-hmm. The next question says, I am a 35-year-old married woman in the church. My husband says that sex with me is not as exciting as he wants it to be, but I feel disrespected by some of the things he wants me to do. He wants oral and anal, and I feel both of those things stretch my boundaries. What do I do? That's a good question. They said they've been married for 35 years? No, they're 35. She's oh, 35 30, oh, years oh, okay, 35. She's 35 years old. She's just asking that question. Like, 35 years, like, I mean, like, wow. we got a long way to go. <laughs> right. He was. So, it it sounds like that's, that's unfortunate, but it should have been a conversation before they got married of their thoughts and expectations about sex, what was okay, what was not okay for it, but somebody didn't have that conversation. And it needs to be, say, okay, I'm willing to do X, Y, but I'm not willing to do Z. We kind of really need to have a specific conversation with one another and need to say, hey, here's why I need to have this, okay? And if you can't do this, what can you do to help meet, meet those sexual needs that I have? I'm going to say this. This is the danger zone we play in when we have men who have had sex mm-hmm. and women who have not. Mm-hmm. Because when men have had something mm-hmm. and they are used to having it a certain kind of way, correct. and you're in the church mm-hmm. and you have heard, right. see, this is the thing about hearing and knowing. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Because... The mothers will tell you one thing of the church, mm-hmm. but they ain't necessarily always biblical. Right. That's just what they would prefer. Mm-hmm. Right. You you just have to learn what to talk about. You know, we get into your doctor. Mm-hmm. We get into these premarital counseling sessions, and we want to talk about First Corinthians. Right. And we don't never get down to who's gonna pay the bills. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What if she don't work? Right. right. What if sex ain't good? Right, right. right. What, those real are real, real and those are real issues. Yeah. Those are real things. Real let me let me say this to you. The Bible gives us parameters about what we should be doing and not doing. I want you to be able to have that conversation with your husband. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Number two, and this is something that I hear a lot in the church. Women don't talk about sex. And I don't mean gossip about it. And this is the position I like. Right. I mean actually sitting down with a guy saying, listen. I need you to understand that I'm not going to have oral sex with you and I'm not going to, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then giving him the right to opt out, right? Before. Because right, because a lot of right, times right. we Absolutely. do things like, I feel like I should be able to tell you what I like and don't like and you should still love me. But not if he's been already doing that and not if that's, that's playing good. in his head is something that he wants. And not, it's like saying that, you know, like I have people that get married and one is vegan and one is not. While they're dating, it doesn't matter. Then they get married and I don't eat beef anymore. you got to stop. Mm-hmm. And if you love me, you would give up beef. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you know, if he, this is stretching my boundaries. If he loved me, he wouldn't do that. He's saying, this is not stretching my boundaries. Missionary styles get born. If you love me, you would do this. Right. And we don't know what was said. Right. Because sometimes women say, oh, no, that's for my husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Then he put the ring on and he'd be like, no, that's just not for nobody because I don't feel like I was <laughs> 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 the script. Right. Yes, right. right. Did I say that? Right, right. I'm sure I didn't say that. Were you talking to me? Right, right. And in what context, Bob? First of all, was you drunk? Because a lot of times you be thinking, right? That's what I've heard a lot of women say. Let me also say this. Sometimes people aren't as experienced as they lie to you and tell you they are. Mm -hmm. That's it. I've heard so many marriages where the girl says, I'll do this, and she's telling him all these great things because she's never had to do it. And then, you know, he drops the bomb or whatever. And it, it it doesn't feel like you thought it was going to feel. Let me also say this. Um, let me use the words correctly. A lot of people aren't skilled at what they do. Mm-hmm. So maybe y'all need some training. And, I, and let me say this again. There's things you should be doing and should not be doing. You know your yes. belief system. Right. If, if if there's some stuff you shouldn't be doing, don't do it. But at least be able to have the conversation about okay, I won't. I don't just have to do like there is no biblical reason that you only have to do missionary style. Let me give mm-hmm. you that. Right. So let's say he wants to hang off the edge of the bed. 
figure it out. Like I hate to say this to women, but I have to say it all the time. Sometimes you have to figure it out. If you don't like your stomach, put some glitter on it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm for real. A little glitter go a long way. Do the things that it takes because both of you all have to be together forever. He's supposed to find passion with the breast of the wife of his youth, all of that stuff, right? right? Yeah. That sounds great until your breasts get wrinkled and you feel like, what do I do, right? right? So at 35, I feel like you all should be able to have a conversation, if you didn't already, and really talk about what the what is, right, and, and what I, you can do. I think you were talking about that. I think needing to have a, a part of the conversation, why? Is it, no, this is really for a religious reason. It's just because it doesn't feel good. Or is it because I have a medical issue and I physically can't do it? Because, so you have that part of that communication. This is really why I can't do it. Oh, okay. It's not like you just don't want it, but, but here's the real reason why. And if there's a Bible reason you're not doing something, get your scripture, sweet pea. For mm-hmm. real. But For that's real. another thing. Well, right. I talked to my grandma and she said, no, I want you to be able to pull the scripture and say, this is why I don't that's do it. anal sex. And let me show you why I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then let's also look up all the health concerns that happen when, you know, like there's right. a lot of things that go oh, on right. with that. Yep. That you, like, when you're 16, you can't control your bowels. There's an issue going on, right. you know? Um, the next question is, is porno allowed in a marriage? Angie had a good convo about this one. So, Angie, is porno allowed oh in a marriage? <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> okay. I say no. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say no is because porno is the same as an action movie. It's entertainment for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once you allow that into your home, you will never, ever measure up to Becky, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And once you get love started, Mm -hmm. it will become a beast that you can't control. Absolutely. Giants don't start out as giants. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. babies. Absolutely. If you feed it, Mm -hmm. that that you feed gets bigger. It'll grow. You definitely will not be able to control the lust that op- that you're opening yourself up to. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it may start with a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he may go to, you know, you really need to buy that maid suit. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it goes, I mean, these, these are serious because they don't call it the gateway drug for no reason, marijuana. Right. Right, they right, right. start with marijuana. Right. And then then when you're a crackhead, you'd be like, where did this come from? Right. Billy, I never knew you do that, right? Because you also don't know. I ha- I have people that um like sadomasochism. They like to beat each other up during during sex or intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it crosses from the bedroom to the kitchen, mm. and and everybody gets mm. angry. So you can't really control a wild animal. And I think pornography is a wild animal, right? And so let's say you're saying I'm just gonna do it for positions or whatever. Then y'all need to talk about that, right? Because I feel mm-hmm. like you can explore positions. Without seeing it on Channel 2. That's my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. your body is your body. You can figure that out. But I, I would tell you no as well. I definitely think it needs to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. And see why why the person feel like they need to have it in the marriage. It needs to be, again, this is, you're not one unit. So it needs yep. to be a conversation because mm-hmm. it's going to impact the entire marriage. So it needs yep. to be a conversation between the two. You know, this makes me think, I hope my husband, my cousins don't kill me, but back when, like, Cable used to be, you could turn to the bad channel and had a swerve in it, and the, yeah. you, know, you could see pieces, but not the whole thing. One time I remember it was about midnight, so my cousin, the young man that he was, said, oh, let's turn it to, does your mom got cable? Yes, they turned on the channel. We seeing these distorted little parts. We got real quiet. Yeah. My mama just woke up. I don't know what. I don't know if somebody posted. She, and she came out and she said, y'all watching this? So she, and we couldn't even see that. I don't even know what I saw, right? So it got cut off. But let me say, everybody was affected by that. Mm. Yes. And some people never stopped, mm. right? And it changed who they were. And I love my cousins, let me yes. say this. But it changed who they were as people, right? Yes. And you point that because everybody is different. What everybody can take is different. How mm-hmm. it impacts people is different. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, some might say marijuana is just the gateway, right? Mm-hmm. But some people, they may be able to stay there. Somebody may not. They couldn't take it. And you don't necessarily know no. what everybody's triggers are, right. what they can take. And that's why you're not supposed to expose yourself to everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Because exposure stretches you, and you may not be able to unstretch from exposure. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, like the Bible, it always uses two different things, tied up or entangled. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so I could really be tied, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can get out of that knot. Mm-hmm. But if I'm entangled, it has gotten all over me, and every mm. move I make makes it tighter. Ooh, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. And then here's the other man. thing. You don't know what all that's going to lead you to and how you may be able to – you can go through another door trying to run from pornography and end up way somewhere you don't want to be. A pedophile. Right. Oh, my Right. 
any see? number of places, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the funny part. People always say, well, that, that's not what it's not true. Slippery slopes. Yeah. Slippery slopes. Slippery slopes. People have sunk because they feel like, well, this is, so this watching that porno on Pornhub is one small step. Yep. Okay? Now you got a video subscription. Yeah. Now you have children, and they come into your room. Mommy, can I talk to you for a second? And Daddy got porno up. Yeah. Um, I have people that come to say now that. Now has awakened something that yeah. they right. don't even know. Right. right. And then, you know, things fill your house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, That's if you good. if you got to hold hide your porno collection in the back. We, you know people that do that. They got oh, it in yeah. the back, yeah. at the top, at the this. Yeah. Well, I have a 7-year-old. That girl can climb any inch of my house. That's it. <laughs> I can't hide nothing from the girl. I, I got some stuffed animals, those, those, what's those little animals I used to collect? I'm beanie, beanie babies. Beanie babies. I just knew my beanie babies were still up top, so I was going to give her one last year because I was like, oh, you've been a good girl, I'm going to give you a beanie baby. I got up there, all my beanie babies been gone. <laughs> and she didn't say a word. So in your house, what if your child climbs up and gets wow. a porno and never says a word? Because mm. all of our kids know how to operate the DVD, the VCR. Watch your no, We don't have a VCR. We could be Yeah, yeah. So just things to, to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got four minutes. Last question. Um, I am newly married, and I came to the relationship with two young daughters. I want my husband to treat them like his own, but still allow my ex to help with things when need be. How do we work that out? You have to be grown. Because when we get married and we come into it with uh, baggage, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. are just baggage. Parents can be baggage, too, when you mm-hmm. take care of them. We have to make sure that we have those adult conversations, but not just with one of them. That means I have to be grown enough to sit with my new husband mm-hmm. and the old man that I laid with. Mm-hmm. And we need to come to a common ground and a mm-hmm. common goal. And as long as I believe everyone is respectful, it could be done. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's a deep that's that's it a takes a lot of maturity. Yeah. That's a, a whole nother show yeah. because because there's yeah. a there's a truth that we do have an attachment to our natural children. There's an attachment that you feel yeah. to your natural children. I mean animals even feel that natural attachment. Yeah. Now you may reach out and love somebody else's kids, but I was telling Angela off air, you know, every kid gets angry and there's gonna be an argument in your house where that kid says you're not my father. Mm. There's also gonna be a transition period for your ex when you decide that those kids should call your new husband daddy or whatever that is. Mm. There's going to be a transition when he says, I don't want my kids to go to Disney because I don't believe in magic. And a new guy says, well, I've always wanted to take some kids to Disney to see the princesses, right? So how do we manage and build those things, right? Mm -hmm. You also have to deal with, um, what's the word? You can't bring old things into a new situation and not expect bumps to happen. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's going to be bumps. And also, I, I hear a lot of this from women and men. You lived a whole life before you got with somebody, and they're just supposed to take it lock, stock, and barrel. That that takes some some get. You got to digest that, right? Yes. And even though somebody can love you, um, it's hard to love everything that comes along with somebody. I mean, it's just deep to do so. It's just deep. It's also going to be challenging if the two husbands have different value systems, right? Like you Not about, right. So one, like you mentioned before, one husband or first husband, he may be okay with this. You know, I'm okay with B's and for school. All the husband like, no, you need to be getting A's. Mm-hmm. You can't tell my kid this, and so you have to have kind of an agreement. And then who's paying for what? And then who's spanking who? Who's right. spanking who? That's what who? Right. But at the end of the day, who's going to make the final decision? Right. I think this, I think that. Who's going to have the final decision? This is what we're going to do. And, and here's the question that also makes sense. Who's the have to be a lead parent. Is it you? Yeah. Is it is it daddy number one? Is it daddy number two? Mm. Because daddy number two gonna say daddy number one can't come in my house until right. absolutely you do what right. you in my house. Right. You know? And I have some men that right. tell me, Doctor Noel, daddy number one can't come in my house. Right. Absolutely. If he ain't gonna pay no mortgage, he needs to wait in the car till the kids absolutely. get out. Right. Why does right. son FaceTime and your ex husband about my room? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. But but those are real grown up things. Yeah. If I tell you to eat your broccoli and you tell your daddy I don't want. What are we going to do? Right, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah, and we have to. And I also, for girls that have not already done this, try not to, right? Because if you can prevent situations, right. try to prevent them. We're down to 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Pewitt, comments, questions, concerns, things you want to say. Thank you. I loved it as usual. Mm-hmm. Wonderful show. Thank you as well for coming out. One last time, let's know your contact information. Someone wants to get a hold of you. 630-935-2941.
And then your your website mm-hmm. is it is authenticchanges the number for you dot com. Absolutely. So you guys reach out. You can get help in so many ways. We love to bring you on Relationship Wednesdays, not just our point of view, but other people that are in the trenches, helping families, helping believers, working out there. So we love you guys, and we will talk to you next week, same time, same space, same topic, relationships. Have a great week. All right, bye-bye.